Hey everybody, welcome back to the Dundee Church Podcast. My name is J.D. Gorlett, and I'm joined once again by my good friend, Keith Holmes. Such as I. Yeah, we've been busy wandering the earth and going back and forth in it. <laughs> Wait a minute. That's what Satan told That's God. What Satan said. In the book of Job, so... That's Where my introduction. Where you been? So, let, hit the, hit the been button. Doing? Let's start over. <laughs> JD's gone off the rails. Uh, we're in chapter. As you, I was, I was off the. I was pre derailed. Well, yes, we were railed. I, I was derailed. Yeah, I didn't have much choice. John chapter ten, please. Uh, yes. Open your Bibles to John chapter ten. Read uh, verses one through twenty-one, and then come back to the podcast and join our yes. conversation. We always open with a, uh, you know, just a, a starter question, right. and it's designed not just for us to discuss, but also for you to, to ponder. We, right. we, we actually think these questions get your brain thinking in the right direction. Yes, we whether, do. That's not... Uh, what, whether or not it does, right. we don't know, but we believe. We have no proof of that. <laughs> we have not measured so, that in a laboratory. So if you, if you wanted to send us, a, send us a quick note saying No, don't yes. do that. Please don't do that, because we are already quite impressed with what we're doing. <laughs> We're under the assumption... We don't want, we don't want our, bur- our bubble to be burst. We don't want to know it, anything else. Oh we, we think that these questions are really good and that you love them very much. <laughs> Please don't tell us otherwise. The question today, and I write these questions. That's right. You can tell Keith whatever you want, and he'll yes. just say, yep, you're right, JD's an idiot. And, Not uh, at the, all. Please don't tell me. The, the question that I have is, when do you think that God got away with protecting you without you noticing? I wrote it that way for a reason that God yeah. got away with right. protecting you without you noticing because I think a lot of times God wants us to notice and sometimes he right. he's doing it just he doesn't want to yep. be noticed and he does it he protects us very much by the spirit very much by angels I think we're going to be very surprised in the end uh, and very humbled by how hardworking our guardian angel. So I remember my guardian this. angel, I think, is pretty worn out. Yes. Well, you know, and I laughed. I don't know that I said it. You asked. You asked. What would you? What would an interview question? If you could interview your guardian angel, what would you ask? What yeah. question would you ask? I don't know that I said it the night that we did it in Bible study, but my question is always, how fast can you fly? Right, I need you moving fast. <laughs> You're going to need to move quickly. So, when do you think that God got away with protecting you without you noticing? So, as any any longtime listener of the of the podcast knows, I. I drive my driving is you know my stories about driving but this one's a little darker this one I'm not proud of this one I'm not I, I, I as I have my walk has grown with Christ as I have come to know Christ I I look back on this night and I just deeper and deeper in sorrow and regret but know that God protected me now but at the time I wouldn't have attributed God with this, but I was, I was drinking pretty heavily at the time when I was a much younger man. And I remember getting in the car at the bar. I remember getting in my car at the bar. And then the next memory I can, I have even to this day is sitting in the driveway of my house. Somehow you got home and somewhere, and it was two or three miles between the bar and the house. And somehow I got home Yeah, and I have no recollection of how, and I know for a fact that God's hand was right. in on that. I was saved when I was 14 and I am we're going to he- read about the lost sheep, you know, the sheep yeah. that go astray and things like that in, in our in our book. But and Jesus is the good shepherd because he came and sought me and protected me. He came, you know, so you know we talk about perseverance of the saints. Man, he's making sure the saint persevered through a horrible night that I will never ever 
get past, uh, you know, so now as an, as a, an adult Christian, you know, when I, I drink responsibly, I don't ever do that. I don't think I, I think I slowed down my drinking after that night, even not being because of the shame of, because the, exactly, of that. With that realization that what I could have done. Well, then you made, you took something that was really terrible and you've with the help of the Lord, turned it into something positive. Right. One thing that I would say is I really thank you for sharing that. I know it's hard to yeah, be that, that vulnerable one. and to trust the audience that yeah. much, and I hope everybody recognizes that you've done that. Mm-hmm. Number two, I would be remiss if I didn't say I have a few stories like that right. myself. Right. Uh, for, uh, and uh, I don't want to admit that, but uh, your your admission of that inclines me to say there's a there's a couple of times way back in my as a younger man yeah. where I was like, holy cow, God, uh, thank yeah. you. <laughs> all I can say now is thank you, and you know, thank you for the lives of all those other people that I could have ruined. The other thing that that we that I want to bring up is that God, I have no doubt that you're right, that God got you home that night. Oh, absolutely. However, it is important to recognize that last night when we were in Bible study, we were working through the book of Acts, and it talks about, in Acts chapter 12, we were talking about Peter being imprisoned, Mm -hmm. and Peter's miraculously saved. But the story opens with James, the brother of John, being executed by Herod, and we made point that there's this incredible story, miraculous rescue of Peter, but that did not happen for James, that God, and God loved James, James was a leader in the church, he was a disciple of Jesus Christ, and, but he met his end, and there's no making sense of that, there's no us understanding why one, and to apply it to our situation, there's no he, I have no doubt that he shepherded you through that night and got you home and that the angels protected you. You would agree with that, I would ha- and I would have no doubt about that. However, there are other people, for reasons known only to God, yep. who, that don't. Who, that don't. And, and, and um, th- that is a really hard, challenging place to be in uh, where God shepherds James and Peter and you and me and others in some ways completely protecting us in other ways exposing us to the elements you've also had stories and so have i of times where god's protection god's guidance met me facing the facing the 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 consequences consequences yeah yeah of uh, and uh, did was god shepherding me by protecting me and getting me safely home yes but was he protecting and shepherding me when he caused me to face the consequences? The answer, again, is yes. Can I make sense of that as a human being? No. no. That's just God, the mind of God. Why in this moment did he allow me to experience those consequences and that pain in one situation and not another? I have no idea, but 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 he does do that. Yes. He does do that. I mean, plain and simple. Yeah, I, yeah, because, you know, I think of, you know, other times when you're absolutely right, where, you know, there are consequences to your actions and you're like, well, how, how can God, you know, how could God let me do this or let this happen? It's like, well, he's got a plan and he's working it out and it doesn't need to make sense to you. You just need to be obedient and following Christ. 
Now, I don't want to be glib by any means. If you've, if you've had trials and things like that, I'd, I'd please don't misunderstand me. Like, well, all you got to do is believe harder. That's mm. not what I'm saying. No, right. I'm just saying. Thank you, you know, for that. Understand that God's plan is beyond us, and ultimately he will explain it to us. Or maybe not. Job, I guess, you know, when you look at the book of Job, Job never really got to hear That's right. why. He just he experienced God's mercy in the end. Right, and, and he saw God's glory, yep. and, and he didn't get an explanation for the hardship that brought it, it was brought into his life. God didn't provide it. God simply makes an appearance and makes this incredible speech of where were you when I made the world and who are you? I love the moment in that where God simply says, who is this that that's talking to me. Who is this yeah. that clouds knowledge with speech? Right. Uh, who, in other words, who is this guy who's just rambling on about right. stuff he doesn't know? Right. I'm God, da 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 And at the end, finally, when, God, when Job is able to get a word in edgewise, he says, oh my goodness, surely I spoke of things that were too wonderful for me to understand. He doesn't get an explanation of why it happened, no. why God did what he did. He doesn't get an explanation told at all. We know, the audience knows more about what happened to Job than Job did. Uh, and that's how God is. And yeah. that's a good segue into what we're talking about today yep. because this is the Good Shepherd passage. We'll right. call it John chapter 10, verses 1 through 21. And, you know, our opening question here, read it in your own time. What is the relationship that Jesus describes here? Well, Jesus describes a relationship that he has with us as good shepherds. So the inference very clearly is, I mean, he makes the say, we're the sheep on this deal. Right. We're not sheepdogs. We're the sheep. We, right. don't, we don't have any kind of rank. We're, we're, we are the ones that have to be guided, protected, fed. Right. And, and he is the one who, who, who does, does these things. I am the good shepherd. I'm not just a shepherd. I am the, the, the definite article, I am the good shepherd, right. uh, not just a, a, a shepherd. I'm not a sheepdog. Yeah. So the, the relationship that he describes is one where he owns the sheep, he's in charge of the sheep, he takes responsibility for the sheep, and we are the sheep that can't t- literally are beings that cannot take care of themselves. Amen. That's what a sheep is. That's it. And it's just, they have no natural defense mechanism. None. They exist with the need to, with the absolute desperate need to be taken care of right. by a higher authority. And and that, you know, and, and I, I remember doing a sermon on the fact that God causes sheep so much right. in the Bible that it's like he's driving home this point. It's like, you guys don't, do you get it? You don't know how to take care of yourselves. You need a good shepherd. You need a shepherd that you can rely on. And that's what, I mean, I always think of, you know, the G in good is capitalized in so many translations. Right, should be. Because it is, I mean, he he is trustworthy. He is, he he knows what he's doing. He knows the outcome. And, you know, I think of shepherds and sheep and, and they know what they're doing. The shepherds are trained and taught from probably an early age, certainly in this era, you know, their fathers are shepherds. Guess what? At a certain age, you go out into the fields with dad and you watch the sheep. That's right. what you do. Right. And so, you know, they're trained from an early age of, of, of taking care of this flock. They know how to take care of it. And yet the sheep just go, okay, we're going to follow him today. Right. You know, or we're going to, I know, I know his voice. And he said, you know, moving along sheep. So it's time for us to move, right. and, you know, and, and, 
Otherwise, they'd be like, oh, I'm going to wander over here because there's some good grass over here on the cliff edge, you right. know, and then they just keep plowing through and fall off the edge. And yet they do. And, yeah. it, it, and, and so this me, passage yeah. it, this passage should cause and has caused many people to do a lot of research on what shepherds are like, what they do, how they yeah. relate to their sheep. There's been yeah. many books written about this because in, we, we read these things and we do this research because in doing them, because of Jesus' declaration that he's a shepherd and we are sheep. Right. That's an invitation for us to study what that relationship is really right. like, because when we do, then we're going to learn something about ourselves, and we're going to learn something about God. And even though Jesus is the good shepherd, and a shepherd leads sheep, he does not lead them, he doesn't herd them from behind, he goes out in front of them and they follow. Right. And you're right we're going to be good sheep if we follow closely. But even though he's a good shepherd, the sheep being sheep go wander off. They get lost. Jesus talks about this in other places where they get lost. I love there's a video where uh, it it starts with a shepherd and the sheep is face down wedged in a crevice in the ground (laughs) and is and his butt is sticking up, right. and he can't get, he's wedged he's into this in crevice. This crevice. And the, the shepherd comes along, grabs him by the back Leg. heel, yep. legs, yep. grabs him like, he, like he's the boss, yep. and just yanks him and pulls him up out of this hole in the, in, in the ground. Yep. And, the, and the sheep, which is us, doesn't stop and look back at the shepherd, who he has relationship with. Right. He knows this is his shepherd. The right. two of them know each other. They spend a lot of time together. The sheep doesn't look back and say, hey, man, God, yeah. thank you. My bad. My bad. Thank you. Yeah. My, my, my bad. Uh, yeah. And looks back and says, thank you, uh, man. I, I won't do that again. The sheep in the video literally bounces around uh, the crevice and falls right, right back, back in. into the crevice. Isn't that inside of Inside of three seconds, I'm like, well, there I am. There it is again. And yep. he's even in the second situation, he's in a worse shape. <laughs> he was even deeper in the crevice. And I'm like, oh, my goodness gracious. Uh, and the shepherd now has to go in there and dig him out, which I'm sure he does. Yep. And, because, and, it's, and, 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 and so Jesus is making a de- declaration. He's describing the relationship that he has with us. Yep. And I think we're supposed to read that and say, golly, man, I'm really sorry that you have to be a shepherd, that, that, right? that, that I force you into this situation. There is no, there, where, yeah, there's. You, where you have to be like this to me. And there's no reason for me to do it because I've seen it, but I'm not bright enough. Right. To not go do it again. Just like, oh, that's a beautiful, I got to go look that video yeah, up it, now. It, you'll find it and it, it's easy to find. But it's just so, such, and, and I mean, and. You know, your next question, what is he declaring about himself? I think we're covering it, right? That he is the good shepherd. He's the one that's going to reach down and grab us by the hind legs and pull us out of that crevice. Not just once, but twice. Right. Last, go ahead. No, no. And and he he has a desire to do it. Right. That that he wants us to be saved. This is where I was going to go. Yeah, and he accepts the fact that we're going to do it, and he's going to keep coming back. I mean... You know, how, how many times have we looked at someone that keeps doing the same bad thing and finally just go, well, they're never going to learn, right. so I give up on that. Right. Jesus doesn't do that. Right. You're, a, just... she- you're a sheep, and I accept that if we're going to be in relationship, I have to be the shepherd. And it's not just the title. It's not just something he calls it. We can right. read this passage. He says, Larry, truly, I tell you, uh, you know, I am the good shepherd. He, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He's right. not just giving himself a title. He is fully and completely accepting a role in a form of relationship 
in our lives and to us. You are sheep, and if, if I'm going to be, and I want to be in relationship with you, and I accept the fact, I'm declaring to you that I accept the fact that I am constantly going to dig you out of the hole. You are not going to listen to me. You're going to drive me out of my mind. I'm going to have to protect you because you can't or won't. And, and uh, that means I'm staying up all night with you. I'm watching over you. I'm leading you. I'm all this kind of stuff. He's, he's declaring what he's accepted about how he's going to be in relationship with you and me. Right. And it's a lot. And the, the reaction we're supposed to have is, oh, my goodness gracious. First of all, thank you for being something that I can't be. Right. And second of all, thank you for all of the garbage that comes along with you being that in my life. That's how we're supposed to react to this. Absolutely. And. I mean, and we are th- more thinking than sheep, and we should be trying, with the help of the Holy Spirit, not to fall back into the crevices and just sin. Mm-hmm. Um, that we, but we continually do. I know I do, and I'm not proud of it, but you know, I know that I do, and and so you know, I, this the metaphor of, of of him having to pull us out of our sin constantly <laughs> is just such a beautiful thing to me, and it gives me such peace when we know that Christ is going to do this for us. And, and it, and, you know, I just, I, that overwhelming sense of just, um, peace, uh, you know, that, that he can give us. I, you know, that's like the sheep when they get into the pen, when, you know, they've got to just be blissfully ignorant right all the time unappreciative and unappreciative of it but at least i can i can appreciate it every once in a while and that's what john wants to have happen right he bothers to give us this moment that 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 doesn't appear anywhere else in scripture where jesus declares that he's the good shepherd matthew mark and luke don't don't give us this. Right. John does. John, very close to, to, to Jesus, front row seat and all that kind of stuff. Right. Make sure to tell us that so that we will have perspective, truth about ourselves and about Jesus Christ. And then, therefore, because we have this, this true perspective, then we're going to have a reaction. Reaction of words, reaction of praise, but reaction of, 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 of living. We're, not, we're supposed to read this and not aspire to be something that we can never be. Right. We're, we're supposed to read this and say, oh, okay, I'm a sheep. He's the good shepherd. This is how, not just that the relationship is going to occasionally be, this is how the relationship is always going to be. Right. I am not Jesus. He is a different kind of being from me, and it's a darn good thing that he is. Now let me relate to Jesus in the way that he is and from the place that I am, a helpless sheep in need of protection, in need of provision, but someone who is who has the capacity to appreciate you know, who he is, to yeah. appreciate the role and the blessings that only he brings into my life. We're supposed to re- read it like that, um, but we don't. In the last, last week, we talked about the Pharisees' unwillingness to right. admit their blindness. Right. And that was the key to, to having an appreciation for who Jesus is. Uh, here, we, here, we're not going to have an appreciation unless we accept that we're sheep. That we're sheep. Yeah, so right. we're blind sheep. Oh my gosh, we're, the we're just stacking it good, on. Yeah, right? we are not looking good, doctor. So <laughs> let me ask you then. He talks about how the the thieves and the and the bandits, the the sheep know their master by his voice, but they don't know the sheep, and they go through the gate with him. But the thieves and the bandits have to. So who are the thieves and the bandits? What are they? 
in our lives, and why are there she- thieves and bandits? Well, let's you and I work on this. I'll I'll I'll, I'll do a little why. Maybe okay, you can yeah. do maybe you can do the what because I think that's an uh, the what are thieves and bandit, right. bandits. You know, one of the things that we that the Bible declares that's very interesting. It not is not just that there is a God, mm-hmm. but that this God has enemies. Right. The Bible makes that very clear throughout, right from the start, that God has an enemy who is the devil, uh, who is Satan, and that Satan has minions that are that have rebelled against God uh, and are are active in actively engaged enemies of God. And then we see from Scripture, and then we can logically assume, even without Scripture's declaration, that if God has enemies, and if we belong to God, which is what we want, mm-hmm. then the enemies of God are our enemies. Right. They are enemies of us. And right. so thieves and bandits it, uh, are those people who are enemies of God, enemies against it, uh, what God has, what God is, what God is trying to do. Right. And... That does not uh, uh, happen without us. That most definitely encroaches upon our lives, our existences, because we are in relationship with God, and we want to belong to God, and we want to know God. And so by implication, uh, we are included. We are necessarily going to be invaded and affected and attacked uh, by these these enemies. So then... You know, for me, that's the why, because we have enemies, because we are Christ's. We right. are God's right. children, sheep. He has so, enemies. Right. He has enemies. We're going to have enemies, right. too. And they're going to come after. They're going to come, you know, the it line. It actually should you know, be an honor that right. we, we should Oh, absolutely. We, have, we should be like, I have enemies. That must mean I'm, I'm doing, doing something, something right. Because, <laughs> yes, we're always going to have enemies. And those enemies, you know, you talk about Satan and his minions and, and those fallen angels that are that are there. But I also think there are enemies from within. Mm-hmm. That our desires, our will, is something that can steal our joy mm-hmm. from being in relationship with Christ. You know, I'm not going to do. I'm not going to be in relationship with God today, and never have I ever felt good about it at the end of the day when I declare that at the beginning of the day. It's like mm-hmm. I'm just going to. You know, I, I always. You know. You know equate myself to a, a, a temper tantrum that a child, uh, you know, an infant has or a baby has or a, a toddler, or, you know, just, oh my gosh, just the screaming and the yelling and the stamping of the feet and everything. And that's, you know, this when is I- This a spend, common thin, thing for you. Yes. Uh, I, mu- I must look like that to God. You know, I'm doing something different, but, you know, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to forgive that person or I'm, you mm. know, I'm going to hold this grudge or something like that. And then it's just, you know, at the end, they, well, why, am, why am I angry with this guy? Right. What am I- who am I hurting? He doesn't even know I'm angry at him. Mm, right. One of my favorites is, you know, you're driving along, you get cut off. The guy that cut you off hasn't given you a second thought, and mm. he's ruined your day if you let him. Right. You've got to let it mm. go. So f- I think we can be our own thieves and bandits sometimes. Very and stealing well and ru- Stealing our own joy mm-hmm. from from that relationship when we when we try to, you know, force our will into our day and not be... Now, yeah, we have certain things we have to do. Don't get me wrong, but... But, you know, when, when it's a clear, defined moment where I just go, yeah, I'm not going to do what I know God wants me to do. Mm. I, you know, you can equate it to a sheep wandering off, surely, but, 
I think there's more to it than that for me because it, it does steal joy. It steals that time, that mo- that that time that you're wandering off, that you're doing your own will, is taking away from the relation time of re- in relationship with God. Building on that, one of the things that that us pastors, I hope, say on a regular basis or point mm-hmm. out to on a regular basis, is that. The devil does not get you with what you don't want to do. Right. The devil does not get you with what you don't want to be. The the devil gets you with what you want to do. Right. He he leads you astray and destroys you with what you want to do right. and with what you want to be. Now, building on our passage in which Jesus declares that he's the good shepherd and that we are sheep, and he ta- goes to great lengths if you read these 21 verses, to talk about how this works. You know, I'm the gate for the sheep, he says. Uh, Another profound statement of doubling down and making it clear and really making a very clear declaration that we are sheep and this is how this relationship goes. Um, The thief and the bandit gets us by by saying, as soon as Jesus tells you that you're a sheep, the devil comes along and says, you're not a sheep. Keith, you're not a sheep. Don't let Jesus tell you that. You're better than that. You're, you're more powerful than that. You're a shepherd. You're you you're your own bigger shepherd. than that. You can yeah. be whatever you want. Exactly. You can be whatever you... Forget being a shepherd. You can be whatever you want to be. And in the previous passage from John chapter 9, and we hope you listen to that podcast, Jesus is making the very de- clear declaration, man, you're all blind. All of you are blind. I'm entering a world filled with blindness. It is a room of blindness, yep. and I'm the only one who brings sight. And as soon as Jesus says that, there's the devil whispering in her, you aren't. You're not blind. What is this guy? This guy's crazy. Right. You know you're not blind. You can see the door from and, here. Yeah, come on. And, and the Pharisees in that story are making the very clear declaration. We're not blind. We've always been able. What are you talking about? We're right. children of Abraham. We, if there's anybody who can see, it's, it's us. us. We can see. We can right. see just fine. I mean, all this kind of stuff. He gets So uh, the devil gets you with what you want to be, right. not with what you don't want to be. Right. And then uh, we get drunk on, uh, on, on that, on that notion, yeah. and Jesus just keeps on saying, here's the truth. The truth is that you are a, an animal, a sheep, that has no ability to defend itself in any manner, shape, or form. It has to have protection with which it's not born, uh, that it does not possess at all. Right. Uh, and, you know, I made the declaration one time years ago in a Bible study that you're all sheep, and the one guy, the guy's name was Mar, Mar, uh, Marvin Spitnail, Marv Spitnail. That was his last name, Spitnail. Okay, I love that boy. He was, a, he was angry. He was a country <laughs> Ohio country farmer. He's like, well, if I'm a sheep, I'm going to be a ram, meaning I'm going to have horns. I'm going to have a way to mess people up. Right. And I'm like, Marv, dude, if that's what you need, the, okay, I'm just not even going to engage that. Right. But that was just this this incredible yeah. stubbornness. Right. Of I am not what God declares that I am. Right. And and, it, and if Marv continues in that thought, and I hope and pray he doesn't, right. that he's gonna lead himself into a whole lot of trouble. Right. Because you know, interestingly, as you read through that passage seven and eight, because it's in all who came before me are thieves and bandits, but the sheep does do did not listen to them. You know, I I I, I think it's also a warning for us in leadership that right. we have to be very careful not to lead our sheep astray right exactly we are we and 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 as sheep you need to also 
be listening. Are they saying what Jesus said, or are they saying something to tickle my ears that right. makes me feel good? Like you said, is this something that's that 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 I want to mm-hmm. hear, right? Or is it something I need to hear, right? And that's you know, for me, that's a that's a big deal. Now, you know, it, our next question is, what's wrong with the hired hand? You, it's a good segue, that right? You, you know, you could we could be considered hired hands as well, right? You know that oh well, we're in charge. We're the we're the you know shepherds of this flock here at Dundee Presbyterian Church kind of feel to us. But the fact of the matter is, is the question it really does beg the question: What's wrong with the hired hand? Because Jesus covers what's wrong with the hired hand. When the hired hand faces danger, the hired hand takes care of himself. Right. The hired hand right. will look over, the, watch over the sheep. But when pressed, when faced with danger, they'll leave the sheep behind. Right. And and so the, my question was, what's wrong with the hired hand? And I think you segue into it very well because. Yeah. Uh, as spiritual leaders, as ministers, you and I, yeah. uh, with the responsibility, we have the resp- we're the hired, we can be the hired hands right. with the responsibility of helping to protect and guide the flock. The difference between the hired hand and the good shepherd, in my mind, is ownership. The good shepherd is the good shepherd yeah. because the good shepherd is God, but also because the good shepherd has created the sheep, owns the sheep. They belong to him. And that ownership of the sheep, that that complete investment in the sheep, causes the good shepherd to stick with the sheep, to protect them, and to lay down his life, to do to exhaust himself for the sheep. And us as as ministers, we're supposed to be like that. We're right. supposed to be like that good shepherd. Quite often, we're not though. No. And 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 because it's easy for us to say, well, this, 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 these are sheep. They're meaning our consti- maybe meaning the people in our lives, not just right. the members of the church or the right. members of our ministry. Right. Uh, but we're going to be, be much better men, uh, ministers, and all of us listening are going to be so much better Christians if we. If we take on the, if we recognize that in ourselves, if we recognize uh, that that we have the tendency to say these aren't my sheep, um, why should I care? Right. Uh, instead, we should say these are Jesus' sheep; they belong to Him, and I'm because they're Jesus' sheep. I'm going to dare to exhaust myself as right. He has in in their protection right. I, and betterment. I, I will do everything I can to lay my life down for these sheep because right. they are His. You know, and it, it's interesting. You know, and and. And at this point, some of you may have just said, oh, well, they're talking about church leadership. I'm not a church leader. I don't have to listen to this part. No, that's not true. You have sheep in your lives. Right. You know, I think of as a father and a husband, I'm, I'm told that I am the spiritual head of the household to be pointing to God. I am to love my wife like Jesus loves the church. I'm not to, I'm not to exasperate my children. Mm-hmm. You know, my job is, and and that sounds kind of like a hired hand to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, and so so if you're not a parent, then then do you have others in your lives that are looking at you like you've professed your Christianity to right. them? These are people that need to see you acting like the good shepherd. Right. So in I I think all of us can consider ourselves hired hands in that we are all as we walk with the Lord 
you know, put in charge of somebody that's watching us mm-hmm. and le- and where are we leading them? They're watching us all the time. Exactly. Now, everywhere. You, you put our attention towards a rather important relationship, that of being a father, being a husband. Yeah. But you walk out this door, you're going to encounter somebody that you don't know and you have responsibility towards right. that person. Amen. And then the last question that we ask, because Jesus uh, talks about knowing his sheep, knowing his voice. Yeah. And I ask the question, what it means to know his voice, it really means to be to have true relationship with him. You're not going to know Jesus' voice unless you have relationship. And you've said it with the kids quite often. What do you say about I, I talking say, to Jesus? Right. How are you going to have a relationship? What is right. that? It's you know, Jesus. You want Jesus to be your best friend. We Jesus wants to be your best friend. Right? Do you have any best friend in your life that you only spend an hour a week with? There you go. If if you are saying, well, I go to church on Sundays, and then sometimes even make it to Wednesday night programming. Maybe. You know, uh, then uh, I've got a good relationship with Jesus. Yeah, right. No. How can you say that? How can we, how can we right. say that? How do we know his voice if we're not hearing it, listening for it, reading it? Right. I, mean, I tell the kids all the time, if you want to know what God thinks, read the Bible. Right. He's put it all there for us. And it's not, and I love that, that you say that, yeah. and then you've said that before, but it's not just that you only spend an hour with Jesus what kind of quality of that hour is, is there? That, are, are you just are you just occupying a seat for that hour? Exactly. In or you're coloring a page with a sheep on it? it, or, it you know, exactly. Oh, okay, exactly. You know. uh, so there's a, you know, not only do we need to spend more than just an hour with him in order to know his way. The key to the, Jesus is making the declaration here that the, the key to this is you knowing my voice. You need to recognize my voice. You need to trust that voice. My sheep, the true sheep, trust my voice. They know my voice. And they do because they do more than just spend an hour. It is, they spend more than that in the time that they spend with me in prayer, in worship, in my word is quality invested time. Amen. And, and you, Amen. you do that, you know the voice, and you will hear it, and you will respond to it. And you will follow it, and it will bring you joy. It will bring you safely through the gate into, a, into the, the safety of, of, of the loving God. I just, just love that image of that you, know, that. you know that shepherd when he gets those sheep in. Just What an image, yeah. You know, and, Amen, brother. Yep. That's good stuff. Check Amen. out John chapter 10, verses 1 through 21. We hope that these podcasts help you kind of like a commentary with yeah. your own Bible study. We hope you have that time and we can be a, a positive uh, part of that, uh, that time with the Lord. This has been the Dundee Church Podcast. We love having you with us and we'll be back with some more from the book of John next week.